0: blog talk radio welcome
1: Everybody, Welcome to Ask Day Advice Lunch Hour here on the Day Don Tolbert Show. This is a special live Keeping It Real Fridays edition. Um, It's been a few weeks uh, weeks since I was last live, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on around the the world, the country, you know, our community, and, um, you know, so I wanted to talk about it. You know, I wanted to talk about the, um, you know, the recent protests going on in Charlotte. I want to talk about the shooting death of Terrence Crutcher. Um, I want to talk about um, just what we as a community can do to keep the conversation going, but not just keep it going, but to change it. Um, and, And so it's not so much of a, you know, like we're victims. You know, we are in a position where we're being victimized, although that's often the case. But that, I want to talk about how we can switch it from, Let's just stop the violence, you know, not as victims ourselves, like we are being, you know, someone's putting their foot on our necks. But, hey, what can we do to stop some of our own deaths, some of this, our own violence that we're seeing against each other? Because I think that until we start respecting ourselves, until we start taking a look at, you know, where we fail as a community, we really can't have have success with expecting other people to see value in our lives when, you know, eight-year-old girls are being shot, you know, 10-year-old boys are being shot, drive-bys, you know, we got people with assault rifles, you know, shooting up, you know, uh, neighborhoods and, you know, it's just so much stuff going on that needs to be addressed. Um, on both sides and that's what I want to do today um that's what I you know I've been doing um in fact I just want to you know let people know in case you've missed any of these these shows you know I've discussed go, going all the way back you know the Gina 6 uh Troy Davis and his uh, execution Trayvon Martin Mike Brown Freddie Gray Tamir Rice Sandra Bland Alton Sterling Philando Castile um you know the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole did a whole show around that. Um, all Lives Matter, Black, you know, that whole thing. And so there's just so much conversation that needs to be had. And not just conversation, but also conversation uh, followed by action, you know. Um, so yeah, man, that's what I want to do today. Um, in fact, I'm going to be doing a, uh, an, a an upcoming special on, uh, on gun violence specifically, you know, curbing gun violence in our community and you know, looking at legislation, looking at, you know, just changing the mentality of some of our youth. I wanna have a couple of special guests come on that are really uh prevalent and doing some really good things in uh in, in the Philadelphia area. So stay tuned on you know on uh, on that. Um a lot going on in the world. I'm gonna gonna kinda I have a lot to get into. You guys know I've been I've kind of broken this show this show up into segments over the last few uh several months. Uh, the what's going on in the world, politics, race relations, Um, you know, I've been doing some entertainment news and things like that. I really want to focus today primarily on uh, just race relations. You know, I want to take a look at, you know, Terrence uh, Crutcher and um, just that whole thing. There's a lot surrounding that that I want to get into. Um, and And I think the best way to, to started off would be, um, a, I've, I've been very vocal on on social media the last few uh, few days, last few weeks. It's weird. I find myself going into, you know, sometimes just taking periods of silence, you know, because a lot of times there's so much going on. It's like I just need to just sit back and reflect on it, man. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, you know. I just kind of like to watch, you know, and then. That's why you see all of a sudden me, you know, speaking out more. Usually, hear a, a live show followed, you know, followed by that, and so that's kind of where we are now. But I wanna, I wanna start off um, by, you know, really just saying that what happened to Terrence Crutcher is just an absolute tragedy. You know, it, it in under no circumstances should it have happened. I want to just preface it by saying that I feel like, you know, just seeing the video and just seeing kind of what happened, you know, there's no way that all of those people could, you know, could not have subdued him in a manner that didn't result in his death. I mean, there's just, there's no way that should have happened. All right. I just want to say that because, you know, I talk about this stuff a lot of times and a lot of times certain things get misconstrued. Um, through social media. No one misconstrues what I say on this show because I'm crystal clear, but you know how it goes sometimes. But I just want to start off by saying that it should not have happened. And it is absolutely a tragedy, and I want to encourage everyone to pray for his family. All right? Um, so there's that. But I, I think that people have to understand that there is an agenda. Okay? And I, I said this is what I said on social media, and and you know I'll ta- I'll talk to you in a minute about the, what exactly that agenda is, but I said that whether it's Medgar Evers shot dead on his doorstep in 1963, or or Terrence Crusher murdered with his hands up, you know in 2016, I said that the agenda by the United States government to systematically oppress and ultimately eliminate people of color, right, is alive and well. I said to please pray for your family and your loved ones, and most of all, use caution when out here in these streets. You know, and I think that's where we really have to start with it. You know, we have to start by first and foremost understanding that this is not an equal world. This is not an equal society. You know, we live in America. I mean, this is these are this is a racist, uh, oppressive country. You know, Th- there's an agenda to destroy us. Going back to slavery, Jim Crow. There's you know the whole civil rights movement. There, you know, this they they don't like us. You look at the school systems. You look at the lack of funding. There's no. They are not on our side. The government is not on our side. It is not there for us. It is there to oppress us, to profit from us, to ex Uh, just do do everything but help us prosper, okay? And I think until we understand that, there's never really going to be, um, you know, we have to understand the agenda in order to figure out how to best navigate, you know, and and survive in, in this society, okay? If someone is trying to kill you, wouldn't you rather understand like, whoa, this person doesn't like me this person isn't my friend they're not here to help me that way you can govern yourself accordingly when you run into that person you know you have beef with somebody on the street you want to know if they don't like you want to know if there's a problem so when you know you don't extend your hand and they extend their, their fist and so that's kind of what we're dealing with here the government no matter if we have a black president no matter if we have Hillary Clinton Donald Trump the the, uh, the government the agenda is going to be the same Any president that's in office will and has gone along with that agenda, you know, and no one, that's just what it is, okay? And we need to, don't let these last eight years fool you. You know, the government is just as bad now as it was when George Bush was in office, his father was in office, anyone else was in office, if not worse, to be quite honest with you. that's the first thing. Now, a couple of things you know that I wanted to get into uh, is um, you know there's some things going on that I think also need to be brought to the limelight. Brought, I mean, we have in Philadelphia. I don't know if you, you know you guys listen from all over, but there's a, a police officer here in, in uh, the Philadelphia area, Miss um, Sylvia Young actually, Officer Sylvia, Sylvia Young, who was actually shot. A guy. She was sitting in her police car. Uh, this week, and a guy ran up, black guy, ran up to the car and and shot her teen times. Now, I don't know if you guys are into guns, but, like, that's basically the maximum amount of bullets that a a semi-automatic pistol without any type of extended clips or anything like that, you know, can hold. So this guy basically emptied out an entire clip into her. Now, I think she was actually shot eight times. So of 18 shots, 17, 18 shots. She was shot eight times. Most of those, I guess, he was missing some of the other ones or whatever. Whatever had, but some, most of them hit the hit the vest, and some of them hit her in her arm, and she survived. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you, that is amazing. This is a, this is a hero, and it's just you know I I sit back and I watch. I watch the local coverage, you know. I watch the national coverage, you know. And it's it's just, I have I personally have a serious problem when things like this don't get more coverage, but yet other things that push forward the agenda of inciting a race war, black versus white, which everyone should know by now is that, you know, at the end of the day, their goal, why can't we, why don't, why do we, I know what their agenda is, but why do we have to go along with, you know what I mean? It's like, wait, every time the media decides, okay, we're going to focus on this story, Terrence Crusher, Philando Castillo, okay, this, I mean, people were killed every single day. But when the media says, this is the story we're going to shove down your throats, why do we as a community have to jump on the bandwagon with that? Because, I mean, the reality is we wouldn't know about any of this stuff. Just like most people didn't know that an eight-year-old girl was shot in Camden and killed. A lot of people from outside of Philadelphia don't know who Sylvia Young Young is. You know, so it's like why do – just because CNN or NBC says this is what we want you to be passionate about, why do we jump on the bandwagon with it? You know, not to say that we shouldn't be passionate about it. There's so many other touching stories, so many other tragic stories that we should also be passionate about. But we are not because the media is not pushing them down our throats And and because it's not serving their particular agenda of that particular week. You know, I have a problem with that. You know, they just arrested the guy that, you know, uh, was responsible for the the death of the eight-year-old girl. But, I mean, I think about that. A young girl shot, you know, because of drug violence, gang violence, whatever, and killed, shot in the head. I mean, that, what's, what's more tragic than that? You know I mean? Seriously, what could possibly be more tragic? Not to say that Terrence Crusher or Trayvon Martin isn't, you know, just as bad, but I'm just saying. Does anyone even know the name of the girl who was shot and killed? And, that, I mean, that's that's problem that I have. You know, so I just want people to think about that stuff. Don't just really think, like, wow, why do I even know the name of Philando Castillo out of all the black men that have been killed this year alone? Why does his name, you know, why? I think we all know, because it pushes the agenda forward of black versus white, right? I mean, that's what it is. He was killed by a police officer. Terrence Crutcher was killed by a police officer. And what people really need to understand is that the whole, you know, black versus white, police versus civilians it's it's really it's so much deeper than what what's even being discussed because it pushes forward the agenda of of this race war of you know that's going to ultimately incite uh mar- or bring about martial law and you know the taking away of guns and there's gonna be so you know curfews and so many different things that are gonna come as a result of the of these seeds that are being planted right now you know five years down the line ten years down the line when all these riots. They're going to look back on all these shootings. They're going to look back at all the negative interaction between police and, you know, civilians, and that's going to be the the foundation for all this new legislation that's coming that's ultimately going to further control us. And it's very important to understand that. One of the things I said on Facebook was I said, unfortunately, an unarmed black man is shot and killed literally every single day of the of the year in this country. I said, don't let your outrage be limited to Terrence Crusher, and Mike Brown, Alton Sterling, Philando, you know, or anyone else shot by police. Let's work together to put an end to all forms of violence in the black community. You know, I just want to encourage, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing, that's going to be one of my next shows is a, a specific show on gun violence, on gang violence, you know, in the black community, curbing gun gun and uh, gang violence in our community, what kinds of things can be do can be done? Um, you know, to to uh, to bring about a positive change. In fact, my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma, we're participating in a, uh, a a march here in Philadelphia on Saturday morning, and I'll post the information on my page in case anyone wants to come out. But um, you know, it's it's a a march specifically designed to to bring about uh, peace in the in the community, peace in the streets. I mean, it, it's just it, you know, it's just so. And I just have so much to say about it. And I think one of the next live uh, live videos I'm gonna do because I found myself. I, I'm in the hood every day. I, I tell you guys, I'm in the hood. I drive. I was driving through North Philadelphia, literally one of the worst neighborhoods. You know, and I start. I thought about it after I was driving back. And I was like, wow, this would be a really good opportunity to do a Facebook Live, like as I'm actually driving through, you know, literally, you know, statistics prove this, literally one of the worst neighborhoods in the entire country. Now, we, us here in the Philadelphia, we're like, oh, that's just North Philly. But people don't understand. North Philadelphia, even South Philadelphia, Southwest Philadelphia, you know, statistically are some of the worst and most violent communities in the entire country, I'm talking about, it's not, you know, Chicago, uh, Compton, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's up to me, you know, look it up. And I and I want people to see that. And the reason I want to do that is because a lot of people who aren't necessarily in those areas daily or, you know, they really don't know. And so it's easier for them to say, you know what, well, there's no such thing as black on black crime or that's the media. I'm like, I'm like, what? You're <laughs> like, what, there's no such thing. Like, what are you talking about? You know, there's, uh, there's definitely such... That's what people want you to believe. People actually are out here arguing that there's no such thing as black-on-black black crime or black... Violence. I'm like, yo, you're crazy. I don't even entertain that type of stuff it's like, yo, I'm, I see it daily. Black-on-black black crime is specifically blacks killing, robbing other blacks. You know, and that Guys, is the biggest problem in our community in this country. It's not police shootings. It's not police brutality. You now it's black people killing other black people. Period. I mean, that's that's not. It's not even rocket science. I mean, that's clearly what it is. You know what I mean? Blacks are killed by other blacks literally every single day. Not every couple months, like you see with these police shootings, but literally every single day, multiple times a day. And I think that needs to be the focus. But unfortunately, that's not the media's agenda. So, yeah, like I said, next time I'm driving through the hood, you know, I'll, I'll do a little video just so people can see, like, yo, this is this is what's going on. Now And also, I'm, I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But one of these things that people need to understand is this. You know, I hear this thing. This is really, it just irks my soul. You see, you hear people saying things like, well, you know, an unarmed black man was shot and killed by a police officer. And I say, oh, well, okay. That's, and I, you know, so that, what that does for me is it causes me to look, you know, look at what's going on. You know, like, look at the facts. Like, look at what actually happened. And what I, you know, what I see is, like, a lot of times, like, well, he was unarmed, but... That's a nice media soundbite, push the ratings and, and, and stir up outrage, right? But if you if you understand police protocol and you understand certain things, being unarmed doesn't mean anything, guys. Mike Brown was unarmed. Trayvon Martin was unarmed. You know these things don't matter. You know it's not every. See, uh, let me explain what I mean by that. A lot of times people need to understand that just because someone is unarmed, that does not mean they cannot carry out actions that will lead to, in many cases, justifiably so, the shooting by a police officer. Like, for example, I could, I'm, I could be unarmed. If I walk out the house, right, I'm unarmed. I don't, I don't have my gun with me. You know, I'm just walking. I'm unarmed. And I encounter a police officer. And the police officer says, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? I say, what? Oh, man, I don't got to talk to you. I keep walking. He says, excuse me, stop right there. I want to talk to you. I'm like, yo, chill, man, chill. All right, I don't want any problems. I put. Let's just say hypothetically I put my hands up. I I put my hands up. Yo, man, I don't want to talk to you. But I'm just letting you know I don't have a gun. I'm putting my hands up. So I'm walking away. No, you come back here. Stop right now. And I just keep walking with my hands up. Now, and he says, stop right there, and I turn around, my hands fall to to my waist, and I just fling my hands around real quick, right, like I'm the Flash or something, guess what's going to happen, right? Now, guess what? I'm still unarmed. I don't have a gun. But who, I mean, anyone out there listening, what do you think is going to happen to me if I do that? Guess what? I'm going to be shot. If that cop is smart, he'd be shot, because if I was a cop, I'd shoot him too. You can't, you cannot make, these are people, this is life. These are real people who, at the end of the day, want to go home to their families, right? Just like you want to go home to your family, these cops, I know cops, I have friends with cops. They want to go home too. They have kids too. So you can't, you got to understand, a police officer is not going to take a chance at being killed. They're going to kill you before they take a chance at you killing them. Now, again, I'm just, now these are facts, okay? They, If you make a sudden movement like that, not to say that it's right, not to say that it's always justified, I'm just telling you what's going to happen.
0: <laughs>
1: like You can be right. My mom always told me you can be right, but you can be dead. That's what's going to happen if you do that. You're going to be shot. So do you want to talk about how wrong that is, or do you just want to not be shot? I personally would want to not be shot. You know what I mean? I don't want to be shot by a police officer, so I'm not going to do stupid things. I'm not going to make sudden movements that I already know will lead to me being shot. Okay, and I think it's people, it's, so it's important for people to understand that. So don't. it doesn't matter. You guys see how it doesn't matter if if you're unarmed? You see, in many, it, and it really—it doesn't even matter if your hands are up. But then, as, uh, you know, you make a certain particular mo- movement or motion, where it's questionable what you're doing, you're going to be shot. See, and again, guys, these—these are—I'm not the things I'm telling you now. I'm not. This isn't new to me, and it shouldn't be new to you. These are things that I was taught at a very young age by my parents. You know, don't make sudden movements. Follow uh, instructions. Obey police officers if they tell you to do something. Don't fight with them. Like, that's not a battle you're going to – like, I was taught all this stuff at a young age. And so it's kind of – it's very unfortunate and very disturbing how so many people out here, they're doing the things, specific things, that will lead to them being shot. You know, and it's not right. You know, but it's but it's real, and it will lead you to being to being shot, right? So that so I just wanted to touch on that for for a second. Now let's talk about um, Terrence Crusher for a second, because I want to talk about a lot of a lot of things today um, surrounding that. So we might as well talk about you know just what happened. And I haven't really, I'll be honest with you, I haven't studied it. I haven't. You know, a lot of these cases, I look at the forensic evidence, and, and you know, really follow the investigation uh, closely. But, but in the research that I that I did, you know, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, you know, this was a guy who was a father of four. Just, I mean, totally sad situation. Really sad. Father of four. You know, doing some really good things in the community, from what I understand. Um, broke down on the on the side of the road, or on the highway, or whatever and uh, he was waiting for a tow truck or whatever, call for help, police show up, right? And and instead of helping him, they want to question him, they want to harass him. I don't know if there was harassment, you know what I mean? But I'm just going off what I saw. But it's just, it's so unfortunate. And let me just tell you guys that I promise you on everything. Anyone thinks I lie about anything or whatever, exaggerate, on everything. I don't swear, but just understand, this is a 100% true story. Okay, what I'm about to tell you, literally, okay, literally, the same exact thing happened to me a few years ago. I told you guys recently, a few weeks ago, I was harassed by a cop, but I'm talking about the same exact Terrence Crutcher situation happened to me. It just, fortunately for me, I wasn't shot and killed, and it didn't escalate to that point, but I'll tell you, I don't know if you guys are on the East Coast, you remember the that major snowstorm for like you know from a couple of years ago, not the last couple of years, but like maybe like three years ago, three maybe even four years ago, and uh, I'm on 76. If you know about Philly, 76 is one of our major uh, expressways, and I'm in a I'm in a Mercedes. I mean, not that that matters, but I say that to say that it, it, it's it was horrible in the snow. Like, no traction, no all-wheel drive. It was just, like, looked nice, but <laughs> wasn't worth anything, in, in you know, in ice and snow. So I'm driving down. I'm on the highway driving, trying to drive slow. I probably was driving a little bit too fast, and I hit this pothole. thing about it was I see all these other cars on the side of the road, and the, the pothole was so big that at least seven cars hit this same pothole getting off the exit and all got flat tires. So it's like six or seven of us on the side of 76, you know, stranded on, on, on 76. Like what the heck? Cause y'all, I remember here. I was like boom, that was me going in a pothole, And it just destroyed my whole tire and even messed up the rim. That's how, that's how, uh, big the, the hole was. So we're all lined up with our flashes on, on the side of the road. And I'm there, I'm, I'm calling triple A, they're on the way out. And, uh, I'm, you know, like I said, everyone there was like six of us on on the side of the road, back to back to back. Yo, white guys, I think a couple of white women. I said, I, from what I, from what I understand, I was like the only black person. I promise you, freaking cops pull up. They stop right at me. Everyone else is in their car. They come up to me behind me. Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? All like, right. What do you say? I mean, at same thing that's going on with everybody I didn't you know, I didn't say that i am many officer sorry about this you know i I'm driving down the street I get uh, you know it looks like I hit a pothole, probably looks like the same pothole that everybody else hit, so I'm just you know I got AAA on the way they are here, but yeah man, thanks for your for your concern, I appreciate it, you know, I'm thinking that's it. He's like, uh nah man, he's like, uh yeah, you got your let me see your license and registration, I'm like, license and registration for what I, you know, like I guess I didn't say any of that because I, you know, I know what's up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's no problem, officer. There you go. So here you go. Da, da, da. And long story short, the car, you know, I sell cars. I buy and sell cars. And one of the plates was wrong. Or, I, you know, maybe one of the registration wasn't wasn't proper or, you know what I mean? He caught me slipping. I'm usually pretty good with that stuff. But something, I don't remember the specific but something didn't line up the way it should have. And he was like, yeah, hey, you know, what's going on with this? I'm like, so this car is registered. I'm a dealer. This is, you know, and he's just giving me a really hard time. Like, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't, you know, he's like, yeah, man, you know. And he started to get belligerent with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. He's like, you want to argue? No, I'm not arguing with you, sir. I'm trying to explain to you the situation. Get out the car. So he tells me, get out of the car in the snow on the side of the road. I'm this actually, and I'm on the phone with my wife. Like, like she, I put her on hold, so she hears the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And he just harassed me. So long story short, like I said, I I, I didn't fight. I didn't make any sudden movements. I even apologized. Not just you now. I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I, hey, I'm sorry, officer. Look, my bad. You know, you're you're right. I'm wrong. My fault. Just just so I could make it back home alive just so you guys wouldn't be hearing data on Tolbert instead of Terrence Crusher, you know what I'm saying? I'm just being real with you. And so I, I, I ca I say all that to say, I can relate. I get it. I know what it's like to be pulled. I mean, you, how many, you know, shows have I done that you guys have actually heard me discuss being pulled over, over the last 10 years. So I get it under, Oh, please believe that. But I think it's just, you know, we have to understand that as a people how to how to survive. Okay? How to survive. So that's what happened. So he's back to Terrence. So he's pulled over. Again, I don't know what the conversation was like. It looks like no one heard that, no audio, but I don't know if he was belligerent. I don't know what, what they were like, but what what the police officer's story was. He was told to do things that he did not do. They said he was not following uh instructions. Now from the video, it appears that he you know he they wanted to question him and he walked away. I I can't I've been in many situations. I don't I can't think of a situation where you have police lined up all you know with their guns out and different things and you're walking you're told to walk away from them towards your car. I there's no scenario where I could think that would make sense to do, or that would be what they told him to do. So what it looks like is he was disobeying what they were saying and refusing to do certain things and said, you know what, I'm out, I'm going back to my car, my hands are up. Now, should, again, should that have resulted in his death? No, of course not. But, again, you've got you to gotta be smart. And I'm not saying this to speak badly about the deceased. I'm saying this so that when you are pulled over in a similar situation, and you very well may be, just like I've been multiple times, you understand what to do and what not to do. You don't want to behave like Terrence Crusher. You, do, you definitely don't want to behave like Sandra Bland. You know, you, I, I'm just being real with y'all. You know what I mean? Because again, whether they were right or wrong, again, the ultimate goal needs to be how to survive. Right? And and so what I'm saying now, now this is where it gets a little you know hazy, you know, did he or didn't he reach into the window where the windows up, where the windows down? Um you know, I don't know from from the angles that I saw, I know the sunroof was open. I know the sunroof was open. Uh, me personally, I usually don't ride with my sunroof open, with my windows up. I mean, not to say that it couldn't have happened, but the windows appeared to be down to me. I know for a fact the sunroof was open. It appeared that the, that the windows were also open. They what they say is that he reached into the you know the window, or was reaching for the door which led to him being shot. You know, his hands were up, he reaches down, makes that sudden movement that we talked about. You can't, listen, you cannot do that. I'm just, I'm saying this just to say you cannot do that. You will be shot. Should you you not, watch this, should you be shot? No, of course not. But I'm telling you, you most likely will be shot because we live in such a racially charged uh, climate in in 2016, certainly going into 2017. So you will be shot, and you you have to understand that. I would hate to see more and more black men shot in situations that, that could be avoided. You know, I mean, and it's just unfortunate. And that, you know, now, so then people were were uh, protesting, people were upset, and rightfully so, because that that should not have happened. What is her name? Betty, Betty, uh, whatever the heck her name is, I have it down here somewhere. Betty Shelby. You know, she's she's a trigger happy chick, man. She should not have shot that man. Now, the uh, who, the other police officer tased him. I can see that. If you feel like, whoa, this dude's got a gun or he's going for a gun, cool. Let me tase you. All oh, right, even that probably would have been excessive, but you know, whatever. But to shoot somebody, come on, you know, what I mean, that was not cool. But again, you can kind of, and that really to be, and I'm just being honest from from my uh, perspective. I'm inclined to believe the officers. Are not you know, we know police lie. We know police make up stuff. They plan. Have, you know, we know that happens. But I'm believe. I'm inclined to believe. Their side of the story, only in this situation, only because the shots, the shot and the taser happened simultaneously, which that tells me that two different people in that exact moment saw him going for something, whether it was a gun, whether it was going into the car, whether it was you know, it was just that sudden movement. They both saw it at the same moment. One person had some sense and said, I'm going to tease you. The other person was an idiot and said, I'm going to shoot you. But that, but they, whatever they saw was that movement that should not have been happening, which kind of corroborates like, whoa, he reached, and we didn't know what he was reaching for. And people need to understand that those sudden movements will get you killed. I cannot say that enough times. All right? So, that, so the not following directions, the sudden movements reaching into the car, um, they that led to him being shot. Did that justify him being shot? No, of course not. But it led to him being shot. We want to in 2017 eliminate any and all things that can lead, lead excuse me, to people being shot, specifically African Americans being shot. All right. I mean, I, I have a dog. You know, shout out to Cabo. A lot of you guys know Cabo from pictures and different conversations and stories. But I have a dog, you know, and, and they, you know, this is my dog. He loves me. I love the dog, but guess what? Put my hands in his mouth. You like whether we're playing, I don't do that. I do not put my hands in my dog's mouth. Now I love my dog and my dog loves me. He's never going to bite me. He's not going to hurt me. I'm not scared of my dog, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to tempt him. I'm not going to put my hands in his mouth. Why? You know, because I like my fingers. Let's just say he's having a bad day. Let's just say he gets old or, you know, rabies or whatever. He's just not in his right mind at that moment, and he decides to just chop my finger. I could be like, yo, you're my freaking dog. Why would you do that? You're wrong for doing that. But at the end of the day, I I put my fingers in his mouth. Now, I don't have fingers anymore. Now y'all talking about me like, yo, he ain't got no fingers. You see what I'm saying? That could have been avoided by me not putting my fingers in his mouth. Should your dog bite your fingers off? No. But why would you put your fingers in any dog's mouth? You guys see what I'm saying? It's no reason to. Like, if you get pulled over by the cops, why would you not? Why would you do certain things that even have the the, the potential to lead to you getting shot? It doesn't make sense to do. It's no point in doing it. It's just, it's not smart. There's no intellectual justification for provoking a police officer just the same way you're not gonna put your fingers in a dog's mouth and hope that they don't bite your fingers off. Makes no sense. We need to start following directions to stay alive. Alton Sterling. You can see the video. Did he need to be shot? No. They need to shoot him. But what is, like you're on like what are you struggling for? Right? Like what are you resisting for? You know, I see so many of these videos. Why are you moving? If police are, you see so many videos like police wrestling with you and trying to get your arm back, and you're 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 running around, you're struggling, you're resisting, you're fighting. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? Just lay down. You know what I'm saying? These cops are big and muscular, and you know have different weapons. Why are you resisting? Right, I mean, to me, it makes no it makes no sense, you know. Unless it's like people have a death wish, and it's like people, a lot of people would rather protest than to than to preach to stay alive. So, so all that's done. So Betty Shelby has been charged with manslaughter, right? Which is which is I mean, you know, I, I think that that's. I mean that's a fair charge. I mean it wasn't a lot of people don't understand what the different murder, you know, charges are or you know, murder one, murder two, you know, what does premeditated mean? Um, so I think that you know, given the circumstances of the shooting, I think that manslaughter was appropriate. You know, it, it was an action that would, that led to the death of someone. It wasn't preplanned. It was something in the moment. That was unfortunate that that someone has to take responsibility for. So I think that's the appropriate charge. Now, do I I personally believe that, uh, in fact, to be quite honest with you, I think that manslaughter would have been a more appropriate charge for George Zimmerman, to be quite honest with you. If you look at the actual definition of manslaughter, but they wanted to charge him with murder. I think murder one, excuse me, murder two. I'm like come on it, you know that that wasn't murder two if you understand the difference between murder two and manslaughter I think that was really the really more of a manslaughter case than it than even this case was uh, and so but I do believe in this case that was the right charge I'm glad she was charged like I said, she could not have been more wrong could not have been more stupid you know and irresponsible so yeah I'm glad she was charged um And I I would, I'd like to say that I posted online the article about her being charged. I said it, it would be, I said it might be a good idea, you know, in these situations for, you know, to allow the district attorney's office, to allow the police department time to actually complete their investigation, actually even conduct it, let alone complete it you know, before protesting and rioting and looting and all these things. If you look at it, I mean, and I get it, you know, I get it, you know, people are so sick and tired of of being patient, and people are tired of similar cases. I shouldn't say similar because none of these cases are really alike. You know, it's crazy. People want to compare Mike Brown to Trayvon Martin. They want to compare, compare Freddie Gray to, you know, I mean, who, whoever else, uh, all in Sterling. I mean, none of these cases are, are alike. They're all they're all different. The 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 situations are different. Um, just everything about them is different. The only thing that's the same is the fact that they were actual actually shot by a police officers. But you can't just lump everyone together. You know, but I, I would like to, so I so I understand that there have been certain shootings that make people feel like wow. Nothing is going to happen, so let me pro- protest immediately, rather than at least giving the, you know, the legal system, justice system, time to do what it does, do what it's supposed to do. Now, you know, if you feel that justice was not done after the case was closed, you know, all right, cool, I can, I can understand the, the protest, but don't protest before you even allow people to, you know, to, to, to even file the charges. You know what I mean? Now. The same thing is going on over in Charlotte. You know, rioting and protesting. And um I mean, you know, this is this is not this is not okay. I mean it's to me it's it's really the epitome of hypocrisy. You know, I mean we, we talk about wanting nice things. We talk about um you know I I'll i I'll just read what i I posted this on Facebook. What I said was I understand that people are upset you know, that someone lost their life. I said that, but rioting and destroying black-owned businesses, black-owned businesses in your own neighborhood. I have family in Charlotte right now. Right now, I have family. My my actual cousins are down there in Charlotte. I said, but rioting and destroying black-owned businesses in your own neighborhood is just plain stupid. I said, if people want to tear up things, you know, and, and, and destroy buildings, how about burning down some of these trap houses that these rappers glorify so much? I said that confronting your local neighborhood drug kingpin would require actually being about that life, so it's much more popular socially and politically correct, not to mention safer, to act tough against the cops who most likely won't do anything. Because I mean, that's, let's talk about. It. I mean, that's what that's what what this is, right? You know, you have these these fake tough guys, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the peaceful protests. I'm not talking about the peaceful. Pro- I'm talking because those that's cool. If You feel strongly about a certain issue. We have the right in this country to protest. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm talking about the tough guys who, who who are running around with masks on so you you can't see their faces they're they're rioting they're looting they're stealing you know they're they're burning things down they're overturning cars i mean you know come on now you're doing all that stuff against the cops you're doing that stuff you know destroying your own neighborhood but you won't eat, but you got you like you know the drug kingpins like you see the drug activity they get they're, they're you know dope boys posted up on your corner on your block and you walk right by them and don't say a damn thing you know what I'm saying? Like you know they're selling drugs to kids. You know they have illegal guns on. You know that little girl who got shot. You know he was the shooter, or he knows the shooter. Or his homie was the shooter. You know you see you you know the actual shooter, and you still don't say anything. Then you who say nothing, but when it comes to protesting these cops, man, they now all of a sudden they got all the uh, you know, and, you know, and it's crazy. And that's, that, to me, is is the epitome of hypocrisy. You know, you cannot protest against cops but ignore drug activity and gang activity in your own neighborhood. How are there organized gangs in your neighborhood and you want to talk about the cops? Why? Because you know the cops won't actually kill you? I mean, that's, that's the irony of it in a oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be killed by the cops Now you're not afraid you're going to be killed by the cops You're afraid you're to, if you testify against The drug the drug lords and the gang The gang uh, lords That they're going to kill you That's who you're really afraid of, that's why you don't say anything to them And the only reason you're saying something against the cops Is because you know they're not going to kill you so don't sit the back and say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be killed By the cops No, you're not, that's the only reason you're speaking up And if, if you're not Scared, then why not speak out against the About the gang members, because you know they'll kill you and your family. I mean, that's the reality of the situation, and that's the hypocrisy of the situation. But no one wants to talk about that. You know, look how many unsolved, I mean, people really look at People talk about the the number of unsolved, or, you know, shootings, and not even unsolved, but cases where police officers are not prosecuted. But what about the cases that we actually can do something about? You know, I told you all before, there's a $50,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the the shooter who, you know, shot the little girl. $50,000 reward? Why do you need $50,000 to do the right thing in your own neighborhood about a little girl who was shot? You know, and and people still didn't speak up thing about it. You know, you got to pay people to do the right thing. But when it comes to people out there protesting for free, They don't need no $50,000 reward to protest the cops. No, I I ain't speaking up against the drug dealer. You know, you got to pay me. You got to pay me for that. Why? And that's what I said online. I said, while you're protesting these police shootings, just make sure you take the time to also protest the drug dealers, the robbers, the burglars, the gangbangers, the rapists, illegal gun carriers, dope boys, who are posted up on your block, in your hood, at this very moment. As a matter of fact, protest against these parents whose kids are out here in the streets committing these crimes with no accountability whatsoever. I said, uh, people are so worried about about the police when they need to be policing themselves. Let's talk about these parents for a little bit. Uh, I did a did a special a few years ago on uh parenting or lack thereof, you know, in the black community. And everyone wants to talk about oh yeah, this and that. You know, this is going on and cops this and that. But yo, I drive around at night. I'm out there in the streets at night. I'm you know, I do stuff. And there are people posted up with guns. You can see the bulge. They have guns and you know these guns aren't registered, they, you know. They didn't go through no background check. They're, they're dope boys with, with illegal guns with the serial numbers scratched off of them so that when they, kill, when they kill someone, there's no accountability. I mean, you know that's why they throw away the guns. You know, you hear people talk about, you know, you shoot somebody, you throw the gun in the river, you throw it away. Because, like, that that gun now has a body on it. So you don't want to be walking around with a gun that may have been used to kill, you know, two or three people, who, you know, how, who knows how many people. So you get rid of it. You see how that works? But that stuff, that's what people don't talk about. You know how many illegal guns are all in the street? You know, people worry about the guns of cops. What about the guns of of these little 16-year-olds walking around with guns? I mean, I know I see that, right? I see 16-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids walking around with 45, 45, uh, you know, pistols. You know, 45-caliber pistols. On a 17 year old kid. The gun is as big as he is. You know? And then you got, and you got, so in the parents, you know, these kids come home, they, they hide the guns in their laundry or under the mattress. Parents, in many cases, know the gun is there, but ignore it, maybe because they're afraid of the kid or they just, you know, too stupid to do anything about it. You know, I mean, that's the reality of it. Kids selling drugs come, how do you, I remember one time. I remember one time I came home with uh, with this big. It was weird. It was like this big, uh, GI Joe, battle station, command station, or whatever. And it had just come out. Like it was like the height of, the popularity of GI Joe. And I came out. With, I came home with this thing. And I, I I made a deal with this guy, and so I brought it home. And this thing was expensive. And my first thing my parents said was, "Yo, what what the heck is this?" They didn't say, "Hey, you know, what the hell is this?" Actually, my pop said, "Yo, what the is this? Yeah, they didn't play." He said, "Yo, what is this?" I said, "No, no, no. no. I got this school from who? From and so it was like a whole big thing. They made me call the the kid. He put his parents on the phone. yo, did you you give this to him? And did you know that he had this? And and I had to give it back because it was so expensive. And it was like a whole big thing. And the, the moral of that story is that guess what? My parents cared." They didn't we're not even talking about guns or anything illegal. we're just talking about really a toy, but that's the level of um you know alertness that my parents had that's the level of care that they had and love that you know, hey, we're gonna monitor these kids and, and watch our kids and know everything about them. They're parents who don't notice a kid coming home with a hundred two hundred dollars sneakers, you know polo jackets that cost two hundred dollars It's like oh what. I didn't buy that for you. Where did you get that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're hustling. Oh, you're you're selling drugs. You're doing illegal activities. and parent, no, there's no accountability, right? And so you know when there's drugs, there's always guns. You know, I see one of the craziest things about, and I'm not talking about any uh, any particular case right at this particular moment, but I'm just speaking generally. And the crazy, the, the worst thing about this whole thing is, is that these kids we are out here standing on the corner selling drugs in school, out of school, getting, getting money, coming home with nice shoes, nice clothes, you know, they're selling drugs, they're doing illegal the activity, but let one of those kids, you know, get shot or jammed up by the police, you know, then it's, oh, he was such a good boy, you know, he didn't have to die. It's like, like, what? You know, I'm just, like, really, like, what are you talking about? He was such a good boy. He didn't have to die. And I'm not saying that people should be killed, but what I'm saying is, again, where there's illegal activity, a lot of times, most times there's drugs. Where there's drugs, there's always guns. What do you think these guns, these illegal guns are used for? Remember, if you have a gun that's been you that's been, used to kill somebody, well, you get rid of the gun. So that means if you see these kids with illegal guns, it's because they plan on killing somebody. You you guys see, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to have this gun. Not like I have a gun, but it's legal. So it's like if I kill somebody, there's going to be a a paper trail, because if I kill somebody, it's going to be in self-defense. That's the only way I'm going to kill somebody, so I have no problem carrying a a registered gun. But remember, and if that's the case, that would be the case with anybody, right? If you're killing someone in self-defense, you know, you feel for your life, and you get a legal gun because it's self-defense. There's nothing wrong with it. You have a a constitutional right to protect yourself. But if you need an illegal gun, right, it's because you want to kill someone not in self-defense, or kill someone and you don't want any questions asked. Maybe it isn't the self defense, but you don't want any questions asked because there's a certain illegal activity surrounding that shooting of self defense. Either way, it's wrong and there needs to be some accountability from whoever is responsible for these kids. You know, and they're not all kids, but you know, I'm talking about the kids right now because a lot of these what I'm talking about right now, this goes on with, with sixteen and seventeen year olds you know, conspiracy to commit murder. think this stuff is a joke, and just because it's not reported on the news, people, a lot of people become desensitized to what really goes on in the hood. Like I said, I'm in the streets every day. As soon as I get done this show, I got to go, you know, go handle some business in the hood, and the reality is, I'm not bragging. I'm not, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a thug or anything close to it, but I'm, again, I'm in the hood every day doing business, and let's be, let's be honest. A lot of these people are, murderers, you know, killers, shooters, drug dealers, hustlers. I just sold a car to, you know, shout out to Tariq if he's tuned in. He sees what I do. We're doing some business together. You know what I mean? He sees a lot of the guys I sell cars to are are drug dealers, are gang members. You know, meeting up, coming to the lot, chatted up. Uh, not necessarily saying that means anything, but come on, nobody's stupid. I'm not, and I don't play those politically correct games. You know, y'all can lead that for you know whoever else, but I don't play those games. I know I know a drug dealer when I see one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's cut the crap. We're not gonna do that here. Y'all can do that somewhere else. Well, you know a drug dealer when you see one. I know a drug dealer when I see one. I know a thug. I know a shoot. You know what I mean? Like I know what's up. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean?
1: And a lot of these kids, or these guys, are bad people. You know, and, and, you know, we got to stop. Those are the real problems out here. Anyone who acts like police shootings are, a, are more of a problem than, you know, uh, than, than these niggas running around in the hood, you're either delusional or just plain stupid because, or you know, or just naive and haven't been exposed to the reality of, of uh, you know, of our environment. And I've been blessed to grow up around white people, all white schools growing up, at the same time, I've always lived in what could be classified as the hood. you know I do business in the hood, and I see this stuff every single day i, I you know I know I know people you know who are some of the most
0: you know
1: well-known and notorious drug dealers from from back in the day. You know, I don't want to say too much, you know what I mean, but I'm just saying I know some real certified OGs who keep it one hundred percent about what really goes on in these streets. And it ain't what's reported on CNN, And that where 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 is where a lot of people are getting their information from. And it's like you you're getting your information from CNN, you come on. You if you anyone who from the streets knows The police are not the biggest problem. We're out here like Jay-Z and T.I. and Young Thug glorifying gang violence, glorifying, you know, gun violence. Listen to some of this music. And the parents are allowing these kids to listen to this stuff. Jay-Z, listen go the song out right now, Major Keys. No, no, excuse me, the album by DJ Khaled. The song is called I Got the Keys. I'll be jamming to here. I got the kids, 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 I got the kids, kids. You know what I'm saying? It's a catchy song. But really listen to what Jay Z is talking about. <laughs> you know, this dude is like fifty years old. He's not talking about his past. A lot of this stuff, these dudes, they still talk about it. Like T.I., He's not just talking about it. He wants you to be- these people want you to believe they're talking about how you know where they came from. But if you really that's not what they're saying. These guys are saying, look, yeah, I've got millions, yeah, this and that, but I'll still shoot you. Yeah, I've got millions. Yeah, I'm in the game. This is my history. But I still got uh, drugs on the street. I still got my young dudes who, who, who run work. And that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's, it, it may seem minor to people like us, but people who are actually in the street, you know, looking at, you know, these people in very high positions, it's like, whoa, you know, that that's pretty cool. Maybe I could be like him. I can still sell these drugs and then you know, I still rap a little bit. Maybe I'll get my big break like Meek Mill. You know, and, you know, whoever, who like even Snoop, even game. These people still rap about being active in, in their gang uh their gangs. You know, Snoop talking about being a crib, blood you know, bloods and cribs, Lil Wayne, baby. You know, and whether that stuff is fake or whether it's real, the the people out here in these streets, they're looking at They're not looking at it like that. They're looking like, yo, this is what's cool. And I think what we have to do is we got to, as mentors, as positive people, we have to show them what's really cool and what's not cool. You know, one of the things I have a problem with as far as media propaganda, you know, they only show you what they want you to see. One of the things I said online was that the uh, United States government and they've made it illegal for the media to show the bodies, the dead bodies of American troops killed in many of these fraudulent and often downright fake wars. I said, but it has no problem showing you the dead bodies of black men shot and murdered by police. Philando Castile, you know, all in Sterling, Terrence Crusher, like you, you see these dead bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like the, what's the last dead body of a uh United States military person you that you've seen? Well you've never seen it because they don't they're not allowed to show it. And so I said it you know, we talk about Colin Kaepernick, you know, you talk about the national anthem. I said it's not enough <clears throat> to talk up to just protest the national anthem. I said we need to protest against the actual leaders and decision makers responsible for racist and oppressive policies and laws. I said that no matter how popular they may be, you, they still need to be spoken out against, okay? Because that's what's really going on is that, you know, we have, you know, people want to protest the government, but they're not protesting against Obama. They're not protesting against their senators, their Congress people specifically. Like, yo, what, what, what did you vote? Like, what was your vote on this subject? You know, and and that I mean, that's, let's hold some people accountable. You know, how do you protest the country, but you don't protest the president? When Bush was the president, oh man, he got blamed for everything. And he, listen, I'm not a Bush fan, but yo, I, I, you know, there was a lot of stuff that Bush did, you know, but uh, there's so much stuff that Obama's done. There's so much stuff that Clinton has done you know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking about that stuff. Shoot, I got a $1000 stimulus check from when when Bush. I don't know if y'all got them stimulus checks. <clears throat> but you see what I'm saying, man? We got to stop being being scared to speak out and criticize people who we classify as our own. You know, the reality is, I mean, you know, the government, like I told you earlier, the government is not on our side at all you know Colin Kaepernick I mean I, I I talked about him last time I was live I mean you know he's he's uh everyone's talking about him now he's been named, you know put on the cover of Time magazine and I, I mean that's cool you know I mean that's it's really sad that people don't understand what's going on out here they're pushing an agenda the agenda is to distract it's to incite a race war It's to keep this whole thing going. there's so much newsworthy stuff that's going on. you know so Time magazine is universally regarded as being one of the most influential magazines or publications in, in the in the entire world so what how How can we best push this agenda forward? well, let's just put them on the cover of time magazine so that'll that'll keep the conversation going for at least another month. You know, maybe longer until the next big thing that happens. That's what they want. There's, I mean, you talk, you look at the government spying on people. You look at all this stuff Edward Snowden has exposed about the NSA that people just ignore. Most people out here are ignorant and have no idea who... Edward Snowden even is, even though there's a movie out right now, they could just go to the movies and watch it, and they still don't know who Edward Snowden is. It's like, yo, dude has exposed, this guy has exposed information on such a high level, he can't even come back into the country. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that Barack Obama was doing, the stuff that all these people, the government was doing, spying, coming up with technology specifically designed to spy on the American people illegal spying techniques that he has exposed. And nobody even cares because why? Because it's more it's more sexy to talk about <clears throat> Colin Kaepernick. It's ridiculous, right? There's so much stuff going on. Guess what? What if I told you there's more things to talk about and order or better ways to get your news other than just seeing it. You know, you can add, there are other media outlets influenced by the American government. You know, there's a, uh, but you know, uh, but I said, Colin, Carp- I have no problem with, him. I mean, I was, I I believe, I'm a pretty good judge of character, like he seems to be genuinely concerned about the uh, the inadequacies that we face as a black, as a black community. So I had no problem with him protesting, that's his right to protest. You know, I have no problem with it. That's what he's passionate about. You can't tell someone what to be passionate about, but at the same time, I'd like to see some other people, or maybe even him, also be passionate or as passionate about, you know, what, what else is going on out here and in, in the hood. Because that's where the the, the real numbers are adding up. Yeah. You know, there are not, let's, let me be clear about this. When you look at it, All of the shootings by police officers, statistically, a lot of black people are not shot and killed. Now, we're talking statistics, not to say that I don't care if it's one person, you know, that's, that's one person too many if that shooting was not justifiable. And many of these shootings are not justifiable, but then again, many of them are. You know, every shooting, every police shooting is not murder, guys. You guys know that, right? Um, and so what we have to do is we got to understand that, hey, this is not statistically our biggest threat. And I'm all about dealing with the biggest threat. Cam Newton made a statement recently that has been considered controversial. Now, I have no idea why Cam Newton's statement was considered controversial, Uh, you know, they're saying that, or he said that um, he, you know, feels like we as a community need to do do a better job of doing right by ourselves, right? Well, okay, cool. We do. You know what I mean? Like what's controversial about that? You know what I'm saying? We do. We need to stop killing ourselves. Right, I mean, we need to stop killing ourselves. I mean, that's, we need to do right by ourselves. And guess what? There's nothing controversial about that statement whatsoever. You know, anyone who says otherwise is crazy. Nothing wrong with that. We, we need to do right by ourselves. We need to stop killing ourselves. We need to respect ourselves. Otherwise, we can't expect other people to, you know, respect us. This is not rocket science. You know what I mean? It's not brain surgery. Like, you know, there have been thousands of people killed. Black people killed by other black people. When you look at black people killed by police, we're talking about, what, a couple hundred? If that. White people, I mean, excuse me, black people, we're talking about thousands of black people. Did you guys know that in the last 10, 15 years, black people have killed other black people more than all of the slaves that were ever killed? Did you guys know that? I mean, no, that's a real that's a real fact. Like if you look at all the lynchings and just slavery, the whole the whole slave trade. Over the last like 20 years, we've killed more, I'm talking thousands and thousands of black people killed by other black people. I like, what? So how can we say Come on, you guys get it. It's crazy. What else is going on out here, man? You know, well, I was watching a video I was watching a video of of uh of the protests in Charlotte and there was a guy, I think it's called the Free Love Free Hug Project. You know, and uh it was this guy, I mean I, I was amazed to see it. He was out there in in the the midst of the, the riots and everything, just telling people to chill and, and reasoning and begging people to just spread love and, and he was hugging the cops and having conversations with the police officers. I was just like, Wow, it's great. It's great to see that. You know, it's really great to see someone who who has some sense, you know, someone who is is, is really approaching things from a, a logical standpoint. It's like you're here protesting violence with more violence. And someone was shot. This is the craziest thing I've heard. Someone was shot, not by the cops, but how, how is someone shot, you know, by a black person while you know at a at a rally to protest the cops shooting somebody what what kind of crap is that and that for me honestly that that sums up and kind of really epitomizes the level of hypocrisy with a lot of this stuff it's like okay you're we we want to be mad at you for shooting us you know meanwhile we're out here shooting ourselves every single day like okay that makes sense yeah that makes you know that makes a lot of sense Let's go, like tonight. Tonight hasn't even happened yet. It's 1 o'clock here in Philly. Tomorrow morning when you wake up and turn on the 6 o'clock news, I'm talking about the 6 a.m. news, there will be more black people killed by other black people in every major city tonight. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's talking about, oh, my gosh, Terrence Crusher was shot by the cops. Well, where where are the protests going to be for the people who are killed tonight? Someone will not wake up tomorrow morning alive. They will be shot tonight, overnight. When you turn any, I don't care where you're listening, you will turn on your news t- tomorrow morning and hear the reporters say a, a black man. And no- notice they never say unarmed black man. You notice that, right? It's just a black yeah, a black man was found shot dead at the corner of so and so and so and so. You notice they never say unarmed, right? Well, how come? He was, they didn't find a gun on him. He, he was just found dead. They just say he was found shot dead. Well, what about the fact that he was unarmed? Doesn't that matter? I'm sorry. That only matters when we're talking about police, right? Being unarmed and shot dead only matters when a cop is doing it. It doesn't matter when, a, a, you know, someone of color shoots someone else of color. You guys see how that, how ridiculous that is? You know, I said online, I said that video, it was great to see. I said we need more young brothers spreading
0: peace,
1: positivity, and prayer in the face of adversity. I said that rioting and looting and acting like a nigga isn't going to bring anything but more negativity and violence. If I got to be the only person to see, you know, talk about this stuff from a logical, biblical, <clears throat> you know, standpoint, then, you know, so be it, you know, but it's really getting crazy out here, you know, nobody out here is really speaking any sense, you know, it's there, everyone is, spe- you know, when I say sense, I mean speaking from a place not fueled by pure and raw emotion, And I get it. People are dying out here. It's, you know, all lives, you know, matter, and all lives have value, and and the loss of any life should, you know, bring about some level of emotion. I get it. I understand that. But let's just spread it around a little bit more evenly, because let's let's be honest. When you turn on your news in the morning, you're not going to be emotional about that nameless black man or woman who's reported to be shot dead, let's be honest, you're not really going to care. You're not. The anger you feel towards Alton Sterling and and the cops who shot him or Terrence Crutcher, that same level of anger, you're not going to feel it. And for the life of me, I just can't, I will never understand it because I am angry. I can't watch the news without getting angry. I don't care if it's Terrence Crutcher or someone whose name we'll never know. It angers me to see that someone was shot dead, and it should anger everybody. And to be quite honest with you, it angers me more when we kill someone, when we kill one of our own, than when, someone, when one of our own is killed by them, because I expect that. I expect racist cops. I, I'm not stupid. I know what's up. I understand that racism is liable. I understand what happens when you encounter uh, you know, many cops who, have, who are on power trips, white or black. I know what's up. I know how to, you know, walk on eggshells around cops. But it's like I will never get used to having to carry my gun. Tariq is listening. Shout out to Tariq. We were going to pick up a car. Yo, this is the cra. This is watch this. This is the craziest thing you ever freaking hear. This is the craziest thing. Anyone listening knows how crazy this is. Cars. I. I. We had to get an Uber to go get one of the cars. And he said it. And you. But you know. You know what's up. And he's 100% right. We get Uber all the time. Every week we get Ubers multiple times per night to go pick up some of these cars. Right? So we go get the car. Uber comes up. It's an Indian guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's all nice and fun. Oh, hey, how's it going? White guy. Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Where you guys going? Oh, yeah, we're just going up here to pick up some car. Oh, yeah, let's go. You know, small talk. Nice. Not, not a care in the world. Not a care in the world. But, you know, you type in Uber. Type in Uber. <clears throat> And the uh the face pops up, you know what I'm saying? The face pops up, the name pops up. It's a black guy, black guy in the hood. Yo, what's up, man? You got your you got your hammer on you. That's what he said. That's what he said to me. Oh, Yo, you know it. And guess what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna. That's that's keeping it real, but I'm gonna keep it even realer. Guess what? It was in my bag. It was in my bag. Guess get but guess what? Guess what happened when we found out. That was the hood guy, the black guy in the hood car, you know. Guess where it didn't stay in my back. Guess where it went? Right on the hip. Ready. Just in case. That's somebody I mentioned. Now, if I was white, you guys would be calling me racist. But because I'm me and I'm keeping it real, you're like, yo, hey, it is what it is. That's real. You're in the hood, and we have been conditioned, not by the media. I don't care what the media tells me. I've been conditioned by my my experiences, my circumstances to know what's up. I'm not, you know, naive. I know what it is. When In, in these streets, when nine times out of ten, more often than not, when dealing with people of color, especially in the hood, you have to be more on 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 your p's and q's. You got to be on guard. You got to protect yourself. And if you say otherwise, you're like I said, you're either lying, delusional, or totally desensitized because you haven't even experienced the hood. But anyone even remotely familiar with the hood knows the uh, the authenticity of that story. And all I'm saying is that it shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't feel more comfortable around a white man than I do around someone who looks just like me. And the craziest thing is there are people out here right now trying to convince us that we that we should that we should feel more comfortable around these hood niggas. And that it's just not reality. I don't wanna I'm not about the rhetoric. I'm about the realness. You have more chance of being shot and killed by a black man in the hood than you do by a white police officer. You could talk, see, we could talk about however you want to talk about it. You could talk about it statistically. You could just talk about it, you know, based on your personal experiences and people you know. You could just talk about it, if you're honest, just from a real perspective. Everyone knows that's real. And all I want to do is change it so that it's not real. we got to change the mentality of these young kids out here. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie to you all. I'm just being honest with you. That gun was right on the hip. Just in case. And I didn't even say it. He asked me. This isn't me talking. He asked me, like, yo, what's up? You got that thing on? you? Why did he ask me that? What was the reason? Because just like I know what's up, he knows what's up, just like you know what's up, and everyone listening knows what's up. We have to start policing ourselves. You know, and stop with the foolishness. Stop trying to make everything about race. As much as I want to hate Hillary Clinton for making that racist statement about blacks being super predators who need to be brought to heel, as much as I want to use that to hate her, I can't. Because she was right. The the the, the I know I like it's like crazy people the way people look at Trump is really the way I want to look at Hillary, because people want to be like, oh, yeah, no, he's racist. Come on, he, Don, just like Donald Trump ain't racist, really, Hillary said the same exact thing. And as much as I want to use it as a talking point, because I, I really can't stand Hillary Clinton for so many other reasons, I, I, as much as I want to say, well, yeah, look, she's a real racist, and she probably is, I can't use the fact that she called black super predators because she's right. The people that she was talking about are super predators. She was talking about the gangbangers and the, the people out here committing mass murders and different things. I can't I can't be mad at that because I'm I, on this show saying the same exact thing. We got to get rid of the super predators, you know, the, the thugs, the murderers, the rapists, the dope boys. They do need to be brought to heel, you know, and hey, nobody, it's not, this whole thing is not about race. Craziest thing about it is that the Bible talks about, you know, the, the the battle, the real battle isn't about flesh and blood. It's, you know, it's about spiritual wickedness, you know, but yet we're out here talking about people who got shot and killed every day. Where's where, where's all the talk about spiritual wickedness? You know what I'm saying? The, the homosexuality and, the, you know what I'm saying, abortions and just, pushing this overall satanic agenda, destruction of the family. Nobody's talking about that stuff. But biblically speaking, those are the things that are most important. You know, it's funny. I said online, I said, uh, you know, I said it's amazing. I said it's amazing that we live in a society where it's impossible to criticize Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama on any policy it doesn't matter what you what you say or what, you, what your criticism is. I said it's impossible to criticize these people without people automatically assuming that you're a Republican voting for Donald Trump. I said this isn't what people, this isn't what, excuse me, this isn't what those who came before us fought and died for. I said their struggle was for every person of color to be able to have the right—not let me just—I want to clarify the right. I want to emphasize that the right to vote. Voting is not a responsibility. Voting is not a necessity. Okay, I said it's important for them to be have the right to vote for any candidate who they feel aligns best with their political. Moral and spiritual beliefs. People are have been brainwashed. This whole political process is rigged. That's been well documented. If you follow politics, you know, it's been whitewashed by the media, swept under the rugs. But this whole political process is rigged. It's scripted. It's a setup, you know, and, and it's it's specifically designed to put the candidate in office that's going to best push forward the agenda, whatever it may be at that particular time. And, and you know, that's what's happening. So you don't have to vote for anyone. You guess what, guys? Newsflash. You don't even have to participate in the process. What if I told you guys that there are other ways and even more productive ways of bringing about change in your community? Again, you, these politicians don't give a damn about you. The government has been been set up specifically for you to fail. It's a one big rat race. We don't even have to participate. But yet, let someone tell you, oh, I'm not voting, or I'm voting for Trump, or I'm voting for a third party. People want to just jump down your throat as if you're you're forced to participate in this oh-so-fraudulent, you know, process. It's a fraudulent process. Bernie Sanders told you all that. Donald Trump told you all that. I mean, people, anyone who knows anything about politics has told you that. The process is all set up. The election is set up. So why do we have to participate in something that's already been set up? You know, if Donald Trump is elected, guess what? You're still going to go to that 9-to-5 job you got. If Hillary Clinton is elected president, you're still going to go to that 9-to-5 job you got. There's going to be certain bad things that happen You know, in your life, you know, like Hillary Clinton, if she's president, there's going to be a whole hell of a lot of things that are going to happen that I'm not going to be happy with. If Donald Trump is elected, there's going to be a whole lot of things that happen that I'm not happy with. So guess what, guys? What do you do? You know what I mean? Like, What do I do? And guess what? You know what I mean? I'm going to keep feeding my family. I'm going to keep making this money. You know what I mean? I'm gonna keep doing this talk show, helping change lives. Continue doing community service, and I'm gonna continue having fun. You know that's what that's what I'm gonna continue doing. It doesn't matter. People get so wound up and mad and angry about stuff that they have no control over the process. Your vote does not matter. The elect, maybe maybe on a local level, guys, but anyone who tells you that you have a direct Impact on on the who becomes the president of the United States is either lot li- purposely lying to you or has no idea how presidents are truly selected, not elected, select. They don't under they not they don't understand what happens at the Bilderberg Group. They don't understand what Bohemian Grove is. They don't understand the door deals that go on to determine you know the the next president. They don't understand all that stuff. So people, so be be very careful, like, people, that's why people don't debate with them. That's why you don't hear a lot of people calling into the show. You don't see a lot of people talking about this this stuff on social media with not with me because they know I know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Leave Leave those debates for people who really don't know what's up. I understand how the presidents are selected. A lot of people don't really understand. A lot of people don't understand what the electoral college is all about. You understand that? And so that's what we have to do is continue to educate people on you know on what's really going on out here, you know am I a Hillary Clinton supporter? Am I a Donald Trump supporter? I'm not none of their supporters. But but not being just because I criticize, I, I can't stand Barack Obama. I really can't stand Hillary Clinton. But guess what, guys? That does not mean that I love Donald Trump. That I'm like his BFF or his biggest supporter. No, it, it's okay to disagree. You know, it's guess what? It's okay to be black. And have an opinion that differs from other blacks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or the majority of blacks or, or what the media wants blacks to, you know, all kind of get together and, and, and jump on a bandwagon up. But I will, I will tell you, I will be very happy if Hillary Clinton loses. Nothing would make me happier to see Hillary Clinton lose this political race. Does that mean, gosh, I can't wait, I really want Donald Trump to win? Am I going to be super, super happy if Donald Trump went? No, I really I really don't care. But I would love to see Hillary Clinton lose. You understand that? Because I really can't stand her. You know, anyone has a problem with that, we can have a conversation about why, all the many reasons why I can't stand Hillary Clinton. But understand, that does not mean, oh, my gosh, he loves Donald Trump. Trump. Although, if I did, I'd but. Trump please trust and believe, you know, I'd have no problem saying so, but I'm, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I just really can't stand the, uh, the democratic agenda and platform as a whole, from a moral standpoint, from a Christian standpoint, from a political standpoint, I cannot stand them. So that. And someone asked me, I was like, you know, why don't you talk about, you know, your political, political, I'm like, you must not listen to the show. I talk about them every week, but you know, for those who may not know, and real quick, speaking, you know, I kind of reversed it a little bit. I usually start out talking about politics, but uh, it, I found it to be very interesting that you know Hillary Clinton had a major health uh, health situation um, this these last couple of weeks, and that was like then you know Donald Trump has closed the polls a little bit. He's catching up, but you know, and everyone was talking about that, but then all of a sudden. And this kind of shows you how biased the media is. All of a sudden, people want to start talking about Donald Trump's health. Did you guys notice that? Did anyone even notice that? All of a sudden that Hillary Clinton had this issue, now they want to have Donald Trump talking about his issues. I'm like, yo, can we at least acknowledge, like, yo, this is what's going on with Hillary without all the distraction. And it's, I mean, she, I really hate to think this, or you know but the reality is Hillary Clinton has really bought this election. They're talking about, oh, she outspent him and this and that. Well, where the heck do you think all this money came from? I mean, do people really even understand politics? Where do you think this money comes from? People don't just give millions and millions and billions of dollars if they're not buying something. They're not buying votes. They're not buying influence. They're buying something. And Hillary Clinton has been, Barack Obama has been bought and paid for. That's why you don't see a lot of these, these, uh, these, these people, these candidates, these officials speaking out, you know, on topics that, aren't, that don't go along with the agenda. That's why you see da, uh, Barack Obama more passionate about, you know, gay rights than you do African-American rights. Because that's not, you know, that's not what he was put in office to do. He was put in office to get this, this gay and homosexual legislation uh, uh, legislation passed through as well as get it widely accepted by the black community, which really ultimately includes the black church, you know, and, and, and who else could get homosexuality and gay marriage, you know, approved and, and accepted amongst black people more than the first black president. And that's really what his role was. That's that's why he was selected. One of the reasons why he was selected, you know. And it's it's really unfortunate too, because it's just going to get worse and worse. And worse. we're going to see Supreme Court justices, you know, if Hillary Clinton is elected Supreme Court justices who are, who view same sex marriage and transgender rights and all that other stuff favorably, you know. And we're going to start seeing. I told you guys last time we're going to see the, you know, the uh, the atheists and the satanists and all of their rights being you know, brought up and transgender stuff. It's just, you know, next you're going to see, uh, bestiality, pedophilia, all this stuff. And everyone needs rights. And it's just, you know, it's going to just lead us back to, you know, where we were in, uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, and then you know what happened there. So I'm going to get ready to wrap it up guys. You know, I, I just want people to understand that, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the world and, you know, and it's, you know, we all need to have our own opinions. We all need to think about what we're passionate about, not you know, not what CNN says we should be passionate about, but what, you know, we actually believe. You know, and, and if that leads you and that coincides with what's going on, in, you know, in the media, hey, then so be it. But never allow the media to determine and influence so heavily the things that you are or aren't passionate about. You know, all lives matter, guys. You know, I'm talking about from a. I don't care what the media is from. I don't care Black Lives Matter. What, what's sexy? What's popular? What's socially and politically correct? I'm talking what's biblically correct. The Bible doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, make exceptions for lives or white lives or Asian lives or minority lives. No, it's you know, all lives have matter. All lives matter. I mean, all, excuse me, all lives have value and all lives matter. That's not a racist term, although the media would want you to think that anyone who says all lives matter is somehow racist. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Just open up your Bibles. What the heck do you think Jesus said? Come one, come all. You know, I mean, any the Bible says clearly, only way to heaven is through me. You know, that's not black. Hey, blacks, only way to heaven is through me. You know, hey, you know, no, nah, it's that's the goal. That's the only goal. That's the only thing that matters. You know, so everyone's life has value. Jesus Christ doesn't want to see anyone subjected to, to hell. You know what I mean? And so we got to just, you know, treat, take that same way of living life and apply it to, to everything. Apply it, whether it's, you know, these police shootings, you know, how you treat your family. Every, all lives have value. All right, guys, I'm out of here. You know, I'll keep you guys posted about next shows and upcoming shows. But, um, you know, follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Everything is at Data on Tolbert. And um, I will see you next time. Have a good one.